So one thing we can both agree on is that you may you listen to rap for most of the time, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I do, I do. We would 100%. say that like eight of the time. So we can say that about yeah, ninety percent of the time you would listen to rap, right? Yeah, yeah, more or less, yeah. So you wouldn't listen to any of that alt soft shit, right? Honestly, bro, no. I wouldn't be friends with people who listen to that, to be honest. No, oh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> uh, no, that's that's so not true. I listen to some of that shit. But my question would be, if hypothetically... Yeah, I'm not going to be friends anymore. Bro. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, <let's> continue. <laughs> All right, I'm going to let that one slide. But hypothetically, if you were sitting in a car with a girl and you think there might be something going on between both of you, and then she decides to take the ox... And she decides to play Tame Impala. If she she starts blasting some Tame Impala, would you take the ox back? Um, do you want the honest answer or, or the, the romantic answer? <laughs> the real one. The real one. Let's not lie to ourselves. My, my slapper, to be honest. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. See, that's how we start an episode with getting cancelled. So, <laughs> guys, the little misogynist that you are hearing... His name is Haggag, Ahmed Haggag. Uh, he, he's a friend of mine. And, uh, he's embarrassed if you want to arrest him. Yeah. yeah, man, listen, shut up. Just don't cut, off, don't cut me off when I talk. This is my podcast, okay? It's called From A to Z with, anymore, bro. From a to Z with Ahmed. So you keep it to yourself. Hey, guys, welcome back to episode three of My Life From A to Z with Aziz. You know, Haggag, as you have heard, it's called My Life from A to Z with Aziz. So just keep your mouth shut when I introduce, all right? Big man on campus here. So um, I thought, you know what? We'd have somebody. So basically, on the first episode, we had Serge, right? And on the second episode, we had Yusuf on. And as you guys will find out soon enough, Yusuf will be my co-host for the rest of this. So episode four and five that will will come out at the same time as this episode, you will see that it's it will be with Yusuf. And that will probably be the way we're going to do things for the foreseeable future. I'll just put it simply as that. But at the very least, I would like to have an extra guest. And uh, who better to choose than our local, typical Egyptian fuckboy, Ahmed Haggag. How are the you boy doing? The boy's back, baby. What's up? What's up? Bro, I just want to say, I just want to say one thing before I start. Yeah, bro, fuck Kalabi Abbas, bro. Pussy. Why, why would you dis, why would you dis something like that? This is a woke podcast. We don't do this. Um, I don't think we have matching energies here. So, uh, Abbas, don't take it to heart. <laughs> Come on. Um, and even, I think a lot of people who listen wouldn't know who he is. So let's just keep it. Let's just keep yeah, it a little bit. Friend, yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. He's he he he's a great guy. He's a great guy. He's been really supportive of this podcast. I don't even know why anybody would be supportive of this, of this endeavor, but if he is, I'll take it, and I'm really happy about it. Anyhow, no, I deserve it, but I deserve it to be honest. Um, like, except for this episode, to be honest with you, yeah, you deserve it. This episode is gonna be the lowest rated one. <laughs> The lowest IQ episode you'll ever have. Oh, for sure, for sure. This is going to be super low IQ. But one thing I'll say, um, I've mentioned a little bit beforehand that I did go through a trial podcast. I went through four or five episodes, just, you know, test the water, see how it would go. And one of the things I wanted to verify was 
Would it work? Would I have people listening? And I did not advertise it. I only showcased it to a couple of people, but we got, uh, we got a fair share of viewership uh, in, terms, in comparison to how little exposure I gave that podcast. And of course, I deleted everything since then because you know, I wouldn't want that to happen. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want people to figure out what kind of um, trial run we had to play. And the last episode we did was with you right? Uh, on Anchor. And that was one hell of a toxic uh, podcast. I'll so, take the credit for your views, Ruth, to be honest. I'll take your credit. Honestly, you should take the blame for that shit because that, <laughs> that episode would have gotten me canceled so easily. But you know what? Well, good times. Good times. Good times. Um, how about we start with introducing Hagek? Who is Hagek? So uh, this dude was in my high school obviously, a uh, year under us, uh, a year under, wow, that is so beta, a year below us. And, uh, what do you do now? Um, you do, you do a, a law, right? In yeah, Paris. studying law in Paris. Mm-hmm. All right, that's cool. Uh, hopefully, this will lead to a lot of success, but uh, man, I would totally not want to have you as a lawyer, but <laughs> I'll just leave it at that, man. There is no way you can convince least convincing human being you'll ever meet but anyway man, man. yeah yeah maybe but like i can be smart sometimes if i want not most of the time funny story um a while ago somebody i don't remember who it was somebody mentioned um i mentioned your name to somebody and i forgot who that person was but i remember vividly that they asked me who is hagag like what is his personality like and the only way i could properly define it was i mean you know already what it is but he was in the top 0.5 percent of listeners 0.05 dude it's not a flex but anyway he was in the 0.05 percent of listeners for drake and what were you for the weekend uh i have no idea but like he was my second top top artist you know all right so that tells you everything you need to know about him a mix of weekend and drake like he wishes he could pull but he can't you know that's not true so wait how are we gonna do it this time is it gonna be like the last time is it gonna be toxic or there's gonna be some relationship advice kind of shit yeah i'm down to give some relationship advice relationship it's, advice it's, all right it's, it's on you it's on you if you use it to be honest i'm not responsible for anything <laughs> so you're basically incri- you're trying to incriminate me at this stage because <laughs> no, now because now because now cause he's setting it up this way he's gonna give you some shitty advice and then if you use it and it doesn't work it's gonna be your fault not his yeah yeah obviously it's never my fault nothing's my fault <laughs> ever <laughs> i'm sure that's how your exes feel about you don't they i'm pretty sure they agree bro they agree. Mm-hmm. They all right so what kind of advice would you give <laughs> to what what kind of advice would you want us to go through this time? Uh, I don't know. Like, give me a scenario or something. I'll, I'll hit you with an advice. Mm, right. So should we just go back to our? Um, should we go back to our previous? Uh, so what did we do the last episode? If I remember correctly, we went through our exes. Was it right? Yeah. Our bad episode. Well, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't have any exes. Bro. Mm-mm. Only uh, what's the word? Only uh, mistakes. Only, no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. only entanglements. Only entanglements. 
No such only thing as an ex, only entanglements. That's what Jada taught us in 2020. All right. Well, you know, man, actually, I remember. Um, you remember that one time I, uh, I did an episode uh, for the trial run and one of the girls and, and my first, my very first episode, the first thing I discussed was Cardi B's nipples. And that was right when the, 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 the picture got leaked of her nipples, obviously on Instagram live. And I started talking about everyone who was shitting on her, right? And uh, I was saying how they were wrong and how men were absolutely not under, men were not really aware of what the average woman's body looks like because they've been so conditioned because of Instagram and, you know, whatnot. And uh, I was actually playing the full on, let's take a step back and realize that Cardi B is also human. But the very first thing I got was this girl who made a comment, a sly little comment about how I was body shaming women, <laughs> right? And your yeah. first reaction to that would be? <laughs> Honestly, bro, yeah, you're not, you're not someone that would body shame women. But I am, so what's your ad, bro? I'll body shame right now. <laughs> you want to body shame her? Let's go. Let's go. No, 2020, hard, 2020 <laughs> let's, make, let's make it work. Let's make it work. No such thing as body shaming. This year, we're going to embrace a lot. We're going to embrace all shapes and sizes. Am I right? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, sure. Sure, sure, sure. Just, you know, let's keep it, let's keep it at that. Anyway, so what you got for me today? Um, nothing in particular, bro. Anything, anything you want to talk about? Whatever it is, I'm down. If you want to start with relationship advice, you want to give me a scenario, like whatever, I'll, I'll be, I'll be happy to give our listeners some advice. I did, I did, I did start with uh, the the question: if you were, if you were in a car with a girl and she had clearly trash music taste, and she took the ox, would you take it back, knowing fully well that it could impede your chances to hit later on? Look, I'm, I'm. I'm gonna try to answer this as not toxic as possible. But if if she's above an eight, eight, if she's more than an eight, I'll honestly let her play her music. <laughs> that is that is such a disgusting take. That is such a disgusting take. Jesus Christ! All right, all right. Let you know what you know what I like this moment. I like this moment. Let's turning into a little bit of Q and A. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna give you a couple of scenarios and you tell me what you would do. Um, or you could do the same if you have any scenarios. I yeah, guess. yeah, sure. I don't know if you remember back in the day, I had um, uh, I I ran an episode that was called hashtag Ask Aziz. And for all the people listening, I would totally love it if we could redo this whole thing again. Meaning, if you guys have any kind of question that you would like me to answer on the podcast, me and Yusuf later on, we'll gladly do that. Just go in the DMs. It's Aziz Beraisa on Instagram or just go on or it's Yusuf K on Instagram for Yusuf or you, you can try to pull bro on Instagram you're giving girls I'm absolutely I'm absolutely oh for sure for sure I'm trying to pull on Instagram but no my, that that's not really my point <laughs> my point is I want them that you can literally go from A to Z with Aziz the you know the official podcast Instagram page and you could slide in the DMs and give us some of the questions that you want us to answer or some of your takes, and we'll see if we can incorporate them in later episodes. That is, if well, we just pulling pulling up from Curry Range right now. From <laughs> absolute range, I'm shooting yeah. threes here. For people who don't watch basketball, Curry like has a lot of range for his jump shot. I'll just put it at that. 
Um, so uh, what did we want? To, yeah, so in the Ask Aziz one, like I said, people asked us, uh, asked, sent me a couple of DMs asking me to discuss a couple of things here and there. And, you know, I gave my take about it. And we could totally play off of that. Where, yeah, let's, go ahead. I'm down. You got anything in mind? Yeah, I, I give you. I give you. I have one for you. Let's say you, you have a girlfriend, yeah? You're dating. All then right. You go to the bathroom like any normal human would. Then you come back and she, she, you, you see her with, her with your phone. Yeah, she has your phone unlocked. And she shows you messages. Like, what's this? What's this about, you know? Do you proceed to firstly explain the messages one by one in thorough detail? Or you just play the, the like, why are you to my phone card? Just take the L. Okay. So a couple of things here. Do we assume that I am talking to, to other girls, yes or no? Yeah, yeah, obviously. Obviously, okay, okay. So no, no, because I would have totally different reactions depending on that. Okay, Here is the thing. okay, you know what? I think it's interesting. I'll treat both angles if you, if, if you want me to. I'll treat, yeah. I'll, take, I'll take it. So if you, um, if you are, if I'm dating a girl and I'm talking to someone else, and uh, this is a hypothetical, of course. I've never done that, but you know, I'm I'm a pretty wholesome boy, man. Honestly, I don't know what yeah, I don't know I where this, I don't know where this is coming from. But I'll I'll just give you my two cents. Given this circumstance, given a situation where I am clearly talking to someone else, and I'm still trying to keep it hidden, and you know, she finds out, then in pure toxic fashion, I will forgive her for being nosy. <laughs> <laughs> that's what i like to hear bro. That's what I like to let's hear go let's go let's fucking go no for real, high for five, real. yeah virtual high five because we're doing this on zoom no i mean what i would do honestly one thing i've always believed in is accountability which is i do not think um I don't think in the grand scheme of things, getting cheated on is the single worst thing that could happen to you. Cause I personally got cheated on, you know, I've told you before I got cheated on. I'm yeah. not going to say by who I'm not going to say with who it don't matter. They're super irrelevant at this stage, even though I kind of miss my ex, please take me back baby. But anyway, <laughs> bro, no, 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 no. We got our sales blocked everywhere else. So it doesn't really matter. She's never, she's never going to hear this. But anyway, what I was trying to say is I, I don't think, I don't think, and I, and I would like to get your take on it, but I don't think that getting cheated on is the worst thing that can happen to you because at a certain age, you, cry, you kind of learn how to, you know, worry more about yourself and not give as much to yourself uh, for someone else. It, that, that will be different probably later on in life once you want to, you know, create a household, settle down, be in a real committed relationship. But in your 20s, late teens and mid to early to mid twenties. You don't really, I feel like, I, I, I don't know. This might seem like a bad take, but I feel like relationships are expendable in that time because you use the relationship to learn more about yourself. Yeah. Right. And um, learn what you like and what you don't like. So that when you make it, you, when you make it to a certain stage in life, and it doesn't matter if it's at 25, 35, 45, it, do, it don't matter. But once you make it to a stage where you want to settle down, you've learned what you like and what you don't like so that later on you can, instead of 
using the person to get to be to better yourself actually devote yourself more to make sure that person that the other person is better right i feel that that's that's how you go. you date someone and try to better yourself and then you yeah. reach a certain stage where you try to actually be the you try to be the stable force in the relationship early on in your life i don't think you can be a stable force and that goes for both sexes by the way that goes no for- i agree i agree but like dating in your 20s is weird bro. like like you watch eight seasons of game of thrones and suddenly she's your girlfriend you know like when, you watch when what? You, like you watch eight seasons of game of thrones together and suddenly she thinks you're dating I mean, man, come on. <laughs> What a bad take. Yeah, you go have no, no, dinner no. with her every single night for three years. Uh, you text every day. You have sex exclusively with each other, meaning she isn't allowed to go date and to go fuck anybody else. And I'm not allowed to go fuck anybody else. But it will be so presumptuous of her to think that we're dating. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then he dares. Girls are weird, bro. He dares and says that he's not a fuckboy. Got ladies in episode two, we mentioned the formula and we mentioned that you you should avoid these types of guys. This is me being generous and giving you exhibit A of this type of guy. So be careful. I mean, yeah, sure. But what I what I was trying to But say Let me just say uh, something about uh, cheating. Coming back to your take on a serious note. It, it might not be the worst thing that can happen to you, but I'm pretty sure it, it fucks you up like emotionally like you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to trust women like you would before you get yeah this this you yeah yeah in, in your in your case yeah as a dude it would be more difficult to trust a woman and open up fully and as a girl i think it would be the same and but my point wasn't necessarily that it's harmless because it's not my point was more of there is a decreasing level of marginal pain that comes with cheating with age, meaning your first relationship, you, I mean, we were all stupid, right? We all liked someone when we were 15, 16 and we're like, dude, I'm going to marry this person, right? These, yeah, like, they're winners. Worst, worst and obviously, absolutely, absolutely. Like I honestly just gag at the idea of me, date, of me marrying the person I dated back in the day. But my point being, by that time, If that person, quote unquote, cheated, right, which is, I mean, what, what is cheating when you're 15? Like she had lunch, she went to McDonald's with another dude, except you, <laughs> let's, let's be real. But by like, another dude in class. Yeah, yeah, dude. That can't, was, can't uh, be having that, bro. Can never be, be me. Could not be me, man. I swear to God. But, it, but once it happened and then, yeah, yeah. Like she laughs at another guy's joke. And as a 14-year-old, you just go listen to Marvin's room. <laughs> uh, your, your, your girl be, be laughing at other dudes' joke or what? Oh, man. It could never your... be me, to be honest. Yeah, it could not be me, honestly. Yeah, same. But what I was trying But to I say is that... I have a question for you. Imagine you date a girl for like 10 years. Like, yes. Close, like you're going to get married. Like You're almost engaged, you know? And you yeah. found out she cheated on you. First, first month you were together. What would you do? How did I find out? From her or for someone else? Yeah. yeah it's, uh... Actually, I don't even know why I asked the question. In both cases, yeah, I dump her. Um, I think as much as I say cheating does not hurt, 
uh, that much. Because my, my entire point, what I was saying is like, well, if, when you get quote unquote cheated on at 15 years old, it feels like the end of the world, right? You just go listen to Marvin's room and it's like, like yeah. yo, she, she believed he lied, you know, all that shit. You go on <laughs> Tumblr, it's the end of the world. When you get cheated on at 21, it's like, ah, sucks. <laughs> but that's it. It's like, damn, I feel like a dumbass. But beyond that, you're like, you move on. You're like, I have a coursework to do. I have an exam. I have other stuff. I have to go see friends. And your life moves on. So the what I was saying is that there is a decreasing level of marginal pain with every year that's added. For every cheating that happens further in life, it hurts less and less. And that yeah, but you're not supposed to be cheated on like 10 times. Uh, if you get cheated uh, on 10 uh, times, absolutely. something Yeah, crazy. if you get cheated on 10 times, if you get cheated on 10 times, it is completely your fault. No, if you yeah, get cheated on like 10 your fault. No, 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 no. If you know, if you get cheated on 10 times by the same guy and you weren't aware, or the same girl and you weren't aware, that's not really your fault. That means she's just super sly. Like, honestly, if my girl manages to cheat on me with 10 dudes and I never realized before leaving, I was like, honestly, fuck you. You're the biggest piece of shit on earth, but... Respects. Congrats. Congrats. Like you, I got played. What do you want me to do? Like I'll, I'll fold my hand. You fair play. Yeah. Fair play. Yeah. yeah basically she played blackjack and she got a blackjack every single fucking hand. She splits on, uh, on two tens. She gets two aces in a row. Like, what do you want me to do about it? She won. Right. Yeah. And that, but if you get cheated on 10 times in a row by 10 different dudes, then you're, I don't know. I, you have to you go. You take a look in the mirror. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Take a, <laughs> take a look, look in the mirror. Take a look in the mirror, man, because honestly, or obviously that's if a guy gets cheated on by 10 girls, same shit. Okay. I think uh, we'll set it up this way for the next part of this conversation. Um, we'll just say, we'll just use the argument of us being guys, right? Versus, you know, the other person being girls, but this applies to like guys yeah, and guys, goes, girls goes and girls. Way. And yeah, or if you're the girl way. and the other, it, it, it don't matter. We're just, it's, we just so happen to both have dicks and we like girls. So we'll just use our angle, right? Because this is, this is a, a matter of perspective. Anyhow, exactly. what, what I was yeah, saying, what, what, what I was saying is even though I think there is less pain that comes from cheating than most people would think, that's obviously my opinion. To me, it's still a point of no return. There is there is such a thing as a no point, uh, as a point of no return, where it's like I I don't care if it was thirty years ago. To me, it's over because that's it. You cheated. And honestly, here's the thing: when you start with the question, "Would you? Uh, how would you feel if you know you cheated and she or you were talking to other girls and you want you go to the toilet and she figures that." you know, she cracks your phone password and she finds out. One thing I have told my friends a while ago, and we were discussing the idea of cheating and everything, is that given that scenario, if I ever got caught cheating, I'll take the L. I'll, I'll, I'll save myself the embarrassment of, no, baby, please, no, it wasn't, it wasn't important. Like, because the more you try to justify, the more ridiculous it gets. Because it starts with, baby, please, I'm so sorry to like, dude, like, I was thinking about you when I was, when I was boning her, so it doesn't count. There is a spectrum between those two things. And every single excuse or every single way of asking her to take you back will be within those two lines. And what I'm trying to say is, regardless, it's going to be embarrassing. What I'm trying to say is, fellas and ladies, if you ever cheat and you get caught, take the L. Save yourself the embarrassment. You're like, 
I know I'm right. <laughs> I fucked up. And if you are, truly wish you could take it back, say it. If you don't, you're like, I would do all over again. Don't say it. There's no need to actually add insult to injury. But move on and get the, get the fuck out of his life or her life. That's it. No need to, no need, no need to embarrass yourself even more than that. The, uh, but, is, I have a theory. I have a theory. Let's if go. You cheat on your girlfriend. Yes. And she accepts to take you back. You're going to cheat on her again. No, the thing is, the thing is, you always have, she'll always have the upper hand on you. You'll always have this one thing that she's gonna bring up every fight, everything, every single fight you have, and you can't, you just won't, you won't be able to put it down, you know. Yeah, that you know, you know what that comes from. It comes from the idea that they think cheating is an absolute, meaning, um, let's let's say we're in a very dystopian world, and you could put a certain level of points positive or negative for every action you take, right? So for example, Hagag, um, I don't know. I come today, I see you, I get you a gift, I get plus two, I shout at you, I get minus one. And so there is a certain thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, in this hypothetical universe, I feel like most people would think that cheating would be minus infinity, meaning it doesn't matter what you do after that. It doesn't matter what they say you've always done worse because you've cheated. And to that, I say, absolutely not. Absolutely not. At, there is a certain point in time where if you get cheated on and you take her back, if you gaslight her long enough and you start using that as an argument, then by default, you're a piece of shit. Here's something. I don't know if you've ever had these kinds of conversation with your parents. I personally, I'm pretty, pretty tight with my parents. And so we talk about a lot of things. And one thing I talked about my dad, about, uh, about with my dad was this whole notion of cheating and everything. And he was like, he himself could not picture a scenario where he would be able to forgive or condone cheating. But yeah. he said, given the assumption that I have accepted it and I have decided to forgive it, to forgive her, you wipe the clean, the, the, was it a clean slate? Yeah. You yeah, wipe you it off. Wipe clean clean. Slate. He's like, everything that you will do when it comes to like using that as an argument makes you inherently less manly. And when I say manly, I don't mean, I don't mean it in a, um, uh, in a, like what it takes to be a man or what, it's it more of a, it was it was his way of saying you have he has you have you hold less values than you used to because if you are willing to forgive then you are also willing to never use it as an argument you can always keep it that's why they say forgive but never forget keep it to yourself because that will give you a pattern and maybe you can analyze what they will do but if you think that somebody has made an honest mistake and you forgive them for it and you think it was a sincere, a sincere apology, then you have no right to fucking milking it. Okay? No, I agree because when you, for, when you forgive some, someone, you're supposed to move past even if it's hard. But honestly, it's an absolute because not, not many people could completely for, forgive the, the act of cheating. Or... Okay, but what I'm saying is if, if, if somebody cheated on you and you decide to forgive them, Let's go back. I, I, you know what? I kind of like the idea that the, the thing I set up of, uh, let's say, pon uh, points yeah, 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 plus yeah. and minus. Like, let's say we're in that scenario, all right, to just make it a bit simpler. Let's say cheating would be minus infinity. It don't matter what you do. It's like the ultimate evil when it comes to relationship. The minute 
you are willing to forgive someone for it, it becomes zero. It's no longer minus infinity. You cannot yeah. hold them, hold it over their head from now till the end of time, because anything beyond that showcases that you've never actually accepted their apology, which means you're wasting your time and wasting their time. All right. This is the public no, service announcement yeah, yeah, from okay. Aziz Ben Aisa. I'm just trying to be a, <laughs> I'm just trying to, I'm just, good I'm point. just trying... you raised a good point there to be honest. Hmm? You raised a good point there to be honest. Like I, I agree with you completely. Mm. But now and I, I want to go back. You know what? I, um, we'll, we'll keep it. Let's keep it relationship driven. All right. All um, right let's go. So your first question, I'll, I'm going to go back to it again. You said yeah. what happens if, you know, you're, uh, you're go to the bathroom. She takes your phone. Now, the first rule we set up was that she found out that you were cheating. Meaning you did talk to other girls or cheat or whatever. Yeah, now, not necessarily cheating per se, but you talk to other girls. Because honestly, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say that. I'm gonna keep it. I'm not gonna snitch you know, on my voice. You know, you know for a fact when he says honestly or hear me out or I have a point to make, you know he's about to say the most self-incriminating thing ever. And you know what? Good on you for for keeping your mouth shut. But hear hear me out though. Let's let's you know what? Let's put some ethics in this podcast. All right. What do you think are the values that people should uphold in a relationship? Honesty, respect. Yeah, honestly, I don't need more than honesty and respect because I'll give you as much. Uh, I'll give you as much space as you want. Honestly, like do whatever you want. Just don't do anything that would make me not want to talk to you anymore. You know, like you have carte blanche, as we say in French. Like you have a clean slate to do whatever you want. Honestly, just do whatever you want. But if you do something I don't like, don't blame me for leaving. You know, that's 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 how I look at it. I'm not gonna be controlling. Like don't do this, don't do that. Like because that doesn't work in the end of the day. Just let them de- let them be them, and if you don't like it, if you don't like it, then just leave. You know. I'm I'm glad you brought up the whole. Um, you can't really force someone to do what they want to or to do what they to not do what they want to do. What you said, tr- you said honesty and respect. I I would have I call it trust and accountability, but it goes back to the same thing. When you start getting into a relationship, if this is something that you truly care about. This is my one rule, and I apply to a lot of things in life. I know I apply to relationships, I apply to getting into personal projects, I apply to friendships, I apply to everything. If you're not 100% in, you're 100% out. Okay, if you're not fully committed to something, then you're absolutely not committed to it. Nothing below 100% will fill in the requirements. And what I mean by that in the context of a relationship is that at its core, if you cannot fully convince yourself that you will respect and uphold, up, uphold, is that yeah, the word? If, yeah, if you're not respect and uphold the values commonly uh, accepted, in your relationship. So I don't know. It could like, you could be in an open relationship. You can be whatever, do your thing. It doesn't matter. But if you cannot, you guys set some ground rules at first. And if you don't feel like you can 100% commit to them, then 
that means you're not going to commit to them. Doubt creeps in with time, right? Your chances yeah. of doing something wrong in a relationship increase with time. It's kind of the same thing as like, what are the chances of somebody saying something really dumb? Well, it really depends on how much they talk. It depends on how, how long the po- this podcast is. <laughs> 100% facts, facts. I don't know what we're talking about, but just, you know, uh, indulge me in this, um, in this uh, discourse about relationships no, go ahead, go ahead. coming from the biggest virgin ever. But anyhow, let's, let's just, let's, let, let, <laughs> King, come on, let's just allow it. So what I'm trying to say is that if you, if you give yourself enough time, you will do a fuck up you will do a major fuck up in the relationship unless you are absolutely committed. And even then, sometimes, even when you're not absolutely committed, some of your inhibitions will rise. But that's, that's something I will, that's all about self-control. So you know what, that's a conversation for another day. If you're not fully in, don't go for it because all you're going to do is waste your time and hurt the other person. And because of that, if I'm in a relationship, the first thing the girl has to figure out is that me being in the relationship with her means that I'm 100% committed. So that means I don't want to hear anything about her checking my phones. I don't want to hear anything about her telling me what I did yesterday or whatever. Like if she asked me what I did, that's fine. I don't want to hear anything about me not giving her enough attention or whatever, because yeah. I know I'm giving 100%. Anything beyond that, I'm sorry. I can't fill it up. I, I, can't, I can't do it. And so for me, if I'm sitting, I'm, I'm sitting in the couch, I'm sitting on the couch with my girlfriend. I go to the toilet. I come back. I see her. She's, snoo- she, she's checking out my phone. And I know for a fact I haven't done anything. To me, that's red flag number one. Um, and you know what? Like, if it's a red flag, you got to ditch it. It means she does not trust you. The other thing I've realized, thanks to my, 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 my uh, most recent ex, is that whatever they think you're capable of doing it's something that they think they're capable of doing or something that they've already done so fellas ladies if your so suspects that you're cheating and you're not and you haven't shown them you haven't given them any reason why they would think you're cheating i think it's time you figure out that they're cheating i'll just leave it at that just just one piece of advice for if, if you're a guy in a relationship and you start wondering like you start getting worried about where she is, what she's doing, or if you if you have the inkling to to check her phone or anything, you know, just just to get out because, like, honestly, you're at the point of not no return, but it means that the relationship is kind of fucked up, you know. If you you have to yeah yeah, it's it's gonna take a very toxic turn. Yeah, it's gonna take a toxic turn for sure. Um, I might say that that's the best type of relationship, but not not everyone would agree. Here, okay, okay, okay. Here's the thing: a bit of toxicity can always spice up life, right? A bit of drama always spices it up. Why do we watch TV shows because for the drama? Why do we watch, um, I don't know, sports for the drama? Why do we do anything in, in life that gives you any hint of excitement because of the drama, right? That's it's, it's yeah, it yeah. gives you an adrenaline rush. And no, my favorite uh, thing is when two toxic people really get together, like toxic, bro, you know? bro. <laughs> Bro, if two people like Katie and Kyrie out here, <laughs> Katie and Kyrie. Now that is a toxic relationship. Again, basketball-related reference. So, for the people who don't, Kyrie and Katie, most problematic 
basketball players you'll ever see in your lifetime and they decide to go into to the same team this year so we're gonna witness something great this year we're gonna witness a lot of drama but yeah facts if two people who are problematic get together it's the biggest shit show known to man and you know what's actually you know what's actually the funniest part about that the funniest part about being in a between the funniest part about two toxic people getting together is and we've i've i've been a little bit toxic with i'm not gonna name her again you know what for sake for sake of transparency we'll just call it we'll just call this girl her all right whoever who know like if you know you know so i'm just gonna say if you are toxic and she's toxic and both of you guys are you know dating the worst moment and i feel like you'll agree with me is when you're like oh don't ever fucking talk to me again blah 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 all that kind of shit and you hang up the phone knowing fully well what you got to talk to her like a week later a week not even not even right yeah yeah you you're fully aware of the, of the fact that you're going you guys are going to talk again or you guys are going to all bullshit talk super bullshit talk oh yeah dude i'm never gonna talk to this girl again man get out of here and under a couple of days you're like baby i'm so sorry please take me back 100 yeah, your friends know though they'd be like yeah they tell you yeah for sure that but they know they know that you're gonna talk to her yeah Why yeah dude I've, I've heard so many stories i've heard like people who are close to me is like you know what i'm never talking to this piece of shit or i'm never talking to this asshole or whatever Every, girls and guys saying these Bro, I'm just sitting there smoking my cigarette and I'm like, come on, man. You know very well. You guys been dating for a year and a half now. We know that's not true. We know you're going to get back together. You know you're going to talk to them in 24 hours. It was like, 100%, 100%. You know, the best part when a, like when a relationship is over and the girl still defends your honor, she's like, oh, he's not like that. He's not like that. I am though. Clearly, you didn't you didn't learn anything from this relationship, bro. Yeah, that's Jesus Christ, man. Come on, we have we have an audience here. <laughs> we we don't we don't want to give him this idea. Clearly, she didn't she didn't learn anything from this relationship. <laughs> yeah, um, the whole uh, take home message is you should not learn anything from this podcast. This is purely for entertainment because Jesus Christ, man. You know you know you know when you're fucked. You know when you're absolutely fucked with a girl is when you look at one of her toxic traits and you're like, oh, <laughs> that's so cute. Facts, right? Yeah, 100%. Oh, she wants to check, she wants to check my phone. Oh, that's so cute. Oh, she's just a bit controlling, right? Oh, she has a shitty relationship with her parents. <laughs> oh, she, she ran after me with a knife. Oh, that's so cute. You know, that's when you're completely fucked, man. That's when you're completely fucked. That's when you start romanticizing bad shit. In other news, uh, what was I going to say? In other, in other news, we, uh, you watch basketball, right? You've made a couple yeah. of references. But you, you, didn't, you didn't tell me the answer before going, going to basketball. You didn't tell me the answer. What would you, would you like explain what she, what she saw on your phone? Or would you just be like, why, why are you going through my phone? Are you crazy? Oh no, I, I I would take the L. I'd be like, if 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 I cheated, I take the L. I don't mind it. I'd be like, I, I got caught. You know, part of the game is the chase. 
right? Yeah. The excitement with the whole cheating. I, I, I wouldn't know. I've never cheated. If part of part of the entire uh, cheating, I suppose, comes with the thrill of not of trying to not get caught. And once you get caught, it's that's it, man. It's like you're playing tag. They t- they hit you. That's it. Tag. You're it. You have. That's it. Like it's it's over. There's no need to just run around like, ah, oh, you haven't caught me. No, that's it. End of story. Just take the L, move on. Oh, I have, I have a question for you. Have you ever, like, did you ever follow a girl on Instagram? She's like, like you're kind of talking, you kind of flirting. She's like, oh, how come, how come you, you followed me? You're like, because I'm shallow. <laughs> oh, I, I thought you were really well read with that little pump caption you put on there. <laughs> I've never been through a situation like that, not going to lie. I've never been through a situation. So I feel like I feel like you have more experience with that situation. So how about you explain it? <laughs> yeah, like she asked you this stuff because like, why did you follow me? Obviously, I'm shallow. That's why I followed you. I mean, yeah, but I've I've never man, honestly, is that really a thing though? Like that 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 little pump that that little pump caption she posted doesn't really scream like well read or intelligent or anything. Obviously, dude. I I remember this reminds me of a little something. I I don't know if I I I saw a tweet back in the day that says um, those red flags become awfully green when her ass is fat enough. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I could. I wish I could say that it's just sarcasm. Facts, I swear to God, you become Carl Blaine. Like, I wish I could say that it's sarcasm, but the, the ugly part about it is that it is absolutely true, which is something we completely hate about ourselves, is that we will neglect so many red flags just for yeah, true. physical. And, man, I wish, I wish humanity wasn't as shallow, but fuck. I mean, which, it is what it is. What do you want me to say about it? Anyhow, let's 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 cut let's chase let's let's change topics. I think we've given them enough relationship advice today to ruin a couple of relationships. So let's move on. Yeah, let's go. So what do you say? Yeah, what do you say? Like what happened recently? You said you watch basketball, all right? Yeah, yeah, I love basketball. You love basketball. All right, cool. Obviously, you're a Jordan over LeBron kind of thing, right? As and any as any smart human human being should 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 be. Absolutely not. You're wrong. But uh, you know what? Let, do do your thing, man. We're not gonna like, have um, this debate because. Yeah, we're not gonna have this debate. I feel like it's 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 it, this has been a very low IQ conversation. Let's not make it even lower IQ. But here's the thing. Um, we, we could we talk we could talk about smart smart stuff if you want. Like, we could talk about like the vaccine if you want. But... No, no, fuck oh. that. But no, no, I did have I did have a topic that's actually oh, pretty, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, pretty good, pretty interesting, and it was related to basketball. So as you've seen, Giannis, the Greek freak, that guys, I'm not being an actual piece of shit. That's his nickname, the Greek freak. He's seven foot, whatever. So if you don't watch basketball, don't even at me. But Giannis just signed the biggest contract in NBA history, right? Was it what was it? Four years, two hundred and twenty-eight million. Yeah, yeah, 225, I think. I'm not sure. Yeah, but around yeah. that figure, yeah. Yeah, over two, over 220 million for four years, man. He blessed, he blessed. And uh, for those of you who don't know who Giannis is, uh, we'll put it real simple. He's uh, the son of a Nigerian immigrant who was raised in Greece, uh, lived in complete poverty, uh, went to play for second division 
Greek basketball team. So the level is pretty mediocre at that stage. And so he never went to college and got drafted late um, in the NBA and has, you know, grown in stature to a certain point where he's now the two-time MVP of the league. And he's one of the most marketable athletes you can find on earth. The one thing I really want to talk about is that the NBA has a two-time MVP that's from Greece. That's outside the world. That's outside the United States. Because, you know, in the United States, it's like U.S. versus the rest of the world, right? If you're yeah. not from America, you're not. You're just, you're, re- <coughs> sorry, you're rest of the world. And as you know, the biggest, um, the bi- the bi- I, think, I think the favorite for the MVP this year should be Luka Doncic, who's from Slovenia. Yeah. Slovakia, I don't remember exactly. But this led me to have this thought, which I thought was extremely interesting. You're Egyptian. Um, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, okay, you're saying, yeah, I, we, I know you're Egyptian, but I'm stating it for the audience. So you're, you're an Egyptian guy. I'm from Tunisia. And the one thing I feel like we both share is our love for our home football teams, right? So yeah. you're from Cairo, so you're a big supporter of Ahli. And I'm from Tunis, the capital of Tunisia, and I'm a big supporter of Taraji, right? And let's be real, I mean, two biggest clubs in Africa. So, like, of course, we'd be fans of them. But anyhow. I'd agree with and, that. Yeah, I mean, facts. We're two biggest, two biggest clubs, two best clubs. Not the biggest, I guess, the Malik would be, or Mozambique would be bigger than uh, Taraji, but we... We're better. That I'll just put it that simply. We've been better for the last 25 years. And what I'm trying to say is, for a long time, um, and I think I'll talk about this with Yusuf later on in a podcast episode, uh, about us Arabs being kind of distant, the, our generation of Arabs being kind of distant with their roots, you know, because of major Western soft power Making us, you know, we, part of it is good. We can speak multiple languages, but the part that's bad is that our main language of communication between Arabs is not even Arabic at this stage, which is completely sad. And what I'm trying to say is that for a long time, because of that, we had two complete identities. All right. Two completely different identities. One was for who we were and the other was for the rest of the people meaning let's take let's take, let's stick to sports you support cairo right you support ahli sorry because yeah. you're from cairo i support taraji but when people ask us in england for example or in paris who do you support you would say man united yeah i would say bayern an english team and a german team even oh, though because, even though we're not yeah, go ahead. Yeah, okay. Even though I said we're, I'm not German and you're sure as hell is not, uh, are not British. And I, I get it. You go for the most popular shit and you keep your hometown shit. But for a lot of people, for example, growing up in France, England, Germany, your team, your favorite team is your hometown team, right? If you're born in Rome, it's Roma or Lazio. If yeah. you're born in Milan, it's Inter or AC Milan. If you're born in Manchester, it's Manchester United. Let's keep it real. Manchester City has been existing for like 10 years now. Obviously, obviously, quite obviously. Obviously, let's, let's keep it at that. But, but if you're 
if you, like, but if you're an Arab, you would have two different teams, right? And that I attribute to our lack of power in terms of brands outside of the Arab world, right? I agree with that 100%. But also, you, you could factor in that the level of, let's say, you took the football as example or sports in general, in general, is not as high or as not as good as European football, obviously. Yes, but at the end of so, the day, it's, it's kind of a, a, a snake biting its own tail. It's kind because, of, it's, it's just an example of, of our shortcomings, you know, as, as Arab countries in general. Because you see how, how it is in Egypt and Tunisia. They don't give as much importance to sports or or i mean yeah, we're we're we're, de- we're decent for we're, we're decent uh in tunisia with uh at, at even at the world level like we've always been decent at swimming we've always been decent at handball but it just so happened that football yeah even though football is the most popular sports we haven't been that decent but what i was trying to say is that it, it's kind of a snake biting its own tail right why uh, why is our level so mediocre? Because we don't have enough advertisement. Why is why don't we have enough advertisement, enough money? Because our money is me- because our level is mediocre. And so, yeah, it's yeah. an endless circle. So good luck leaving that. But what I was trying to say is, that, for example, as a kid, you would think your 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 favorite player would be, for example, Abu Treka, who played for Ahli, right? Yeah. For me, it would be, for example, Usama Daraji, who played for Taraji, right? And most people would not recognize those names, but the thing I love, I love, and that's why I thought about it with the whole Giannis thing, is that over the last seven to eight years, we've seen such an increase in the level of sports, right? And, yeah, and non-European and, and non-dominant countries. So in the case of the NBA and non-USA, and in the case of football and non-European, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that, that kind of separation. And f- so for the second part, that would imply what a non-European country that plays football. Yeah. It's going to be an Arab country or an Asian country, right? It's going to be but one on of the other players. hand, I'd say Giannis and Luke are, are pretty big. They're pretty big names, you know, but I don't think they'll ever, they'll ever reach. Like, I think if they were, they were American, American born at least, they would have a much, much bigger, much bigger, uh, star power than being greek or, or because if if luca was, was 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 american he'd probably like be much bigger social media media wise and like in general you know kind of like zion that's what you're saying he'd have exactly. zion he'd have zion level pull exactly yeah okay no that i kind of agree with what you're saying but also on the other side of things maybe it's not really the case in the sense that we don't know how much pull they have in the other rest of the world countries. Like we don't know, maybe Giannis is a God in Greece, you know? Yeah. So but, maybe like it would counterbalance, but I guess, yeah. In mainstream media, yes, they would not have as much pull as U.S. Because the storyline is- in, in the U.S., it's been, the NBA is, is American, let's face it. Like, they, don't really, they care about views from other countries as well. But like if you're on ESPN or Fox, Fox Sports, you're not gonna, you're not gonna talk about Luke as much as you talk about well, as Alebron, you, you say, or Zion, Zion, Zion got hella attention. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Or Lamelo Ball. Yes, yes, you're completely right. But I don't think, I don't think, I think at this stage, every single little W you can get, you 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 should be happy about it. 
Yeah, you know, I was trying, and I was trying to allude that we haven't won yet, but we're winning, right? Which we're is definitely, great. we're definitely on, on the right track. Like ten years, you tell me an Egyptian player, football in football, he'd be like top three Ballon d'Or or top five. I laugh at you. I tell you, get the fuck exactly. out. Exactly, that was my point. That was my point. If you thought, if you told me back in the day that you would have a player you would have a team winning the Premier League, right? Which is the most competitive football league in the world. After, after 20 years or 25 years of not winning as well. After 25 years of not winning, they go through Steven Gerrard. They go through Fernando Torres. They go through Luis Suarez. They go through names from, how, from superpowers in the world of football, from Uruguay, from England, from Spain. And you're telling me that the two best players of the team that finally breaks that drought, one is from Senegal, the other is from Egypt. Man, I would have never believed it. Yeah, yeah. But incredible, it's, it's incredible, honestly. Part of it is luck, but part of it is obviously like there's always something there. Like it's 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 the the fruit of hard work, you know. After all this time. But but, but it's 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 beautiful. It's beautiful to realize that now, as an Egyptian kid. Like not you, but Egyptians kid, Egyptian kids could look at Muhammad Salah and think, "We we've made it, we've made it. This yeah, is my yeah. idol." In, in, right. in Egypt, Salah is he's a huge figure. He's he's the biggest figure in Egypt. Like you go everywhere, I've never seen anything like it in my life. To be honest, I'd imagine Messi in Argentina is the same, but like in Egypt, we never had we never had anything like it. Maybe Messi in Barcelona, not as much in Argentina. Probably Diego Maradona in Argentina, because Messi is not as loved in Argentina as Diego Maradona was. It's just something about it. But hear me out, though. Um, what I'm what I'm alluding to is that the you you know you know how do you normalize something when you stop keeping a historical record of it? For example, when you say for example, um, something that happened recently, uh, NFL, American football, this coach, Mike Tomlin, became the winningest black coach in history, right? And it, it doesn't really matter if you guys know anything about American football, but here's, the point I'm trying to make is pretty um, universal. One of the guys, one of the commentators on, Fo- on Fox, uh, Shannon Sharp, you probably listened to him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Go. Shannon... Yeah, go James. Anyway, uh, Shannon made a comment. He was like, if we really care about social injustice, if we really care about racial injustice and we care about lack of opportunities and we care about normalizing, you know, mixing races and everyone being equal and everyone being held to the same standard, then we should not celebrate something as being the winningest black coach. Yeah, I We should celebrate something as the winningest coach or the second winningest coach or the, the third most successful whatever, but not the most successful. Winning, from... Winningest white coach, you know, you just, you just it, would never say that, you know? Exactly, exactly. And what I'm trying to say is that for a long time, I know this is how, I, when I was raised and my father was telling me about football, this is what he said. He said in 1978, Tunisia became the first Arab and the first African country to win a game at the World Cup, 3-1 versus Mexico, right? In 1982, Algeria became the first team, the first Arab or African team to win two games at the World Cup, 
They beat Chile 3-2. They beat West Germany back in the day 2-1, right? Morocco in 1986 became the first Arab or African team to ever make it past the first group stage. They beat Portugal 3-0, by the way, in the group stage. You guys should check it out, whatever. 1990, I think, was the year for Cameroon, right? Where they almost beat England. Yeah. 1994, it was Nigeria's turn. Where they, almost, where they were, they started, nobody knew who Nigeria was as a team. And they almost beat the, the team that made it to the finals, Italy. 2002, Senegal, I think, were one kick away from making it to the semifinal. And that would have been the first. That, they were the first team to make it to the quarterfinal of the uh, of the World Cup. 2010, Ghana. And 2010, Ghana are what? Ten centimeters away from making it to the semifinal of the World Cup. Yeah, and the handball away from. from yeah, winning. the handball of that asshole Luis Suarez. And what I was trying to say is that you see, you guys notice a pattern. The pattern is not oh every year we've been getting better. The pattern is we remember those. Like their historical events. Track. Yeah, you keep track. We keep track. I don't think anybody keeps track of what happened in 2014 or 2018. For our, we, we, the, only tra- the only thing we've made a comment about was how Egypt severely underperformed in 2018, right? Yeah. But we haven't made a comment about Nigeria making it out of the first round in 2014. We haven't made a comment about that. We yeah. haven't made a comment about Tunisia absolutely shredding Panama and being 30 seconds away from getting a result against England in 2018. Uh, and Morocco, Morocco were pretty good as well. Morocco being a monster, yes. Like, we haven't made a comment about it. And that is because there are, nowadays we look at other teams and think, you know what? They're not better than us. Yeah, we could probably take them, you know? We could take them. You know what? I, argue, I can argue that Senegal is a top five team in the world right now. The Senegal national team might be a top five team in the world. You, whether you, you disagree or not, you will be hard-pressed to find... Like, I think Senegal is better than Portugal at this stage. Well, I don't know about that. To be honest, but I get what but, you're saying. But, I get your point. Yeah. It's not even the fact that it, I'm right or wrong. It's the fact that my point can be argued. It's, right? it's just the fact that we're talking about, even talking about it. Exactly. Had, yeah. and, and I think it's a beautiful thing for people like you and me who for a long time had to make a clear separation between their hometown origin bonds, their deep affection for, you know, the, the, the teams, the people that we view as our idols growing up. And having to separate those people from the people we view as our quote-unquote idols, overall, right? Yeah. You couldn't say you couldn't say my favorite like you couldn't like you couldn't get a question from a French person saying who's your favorite player and you have and you say Abu Treka. No, you had to say Ronaldo or Messi or Rooney or whatever, right? But yeah. now if you say Salah, you're right. I think Man is my favorite player. Man and De Bruyne are my favorite players in the world at this stage. Man is from Senegal, right? Yeah. And nobody's shocked. Every, every other week, I'm, I argue with my dad about who the best player in the world is. And you know the beauty of that argument is that two of the top five players, in my opinion, 
come from Africa. And I love that, man. But and I think the better thing is when you see someone who's not Arab, who's not Egyptian, and he's telling you, yeah, my favorite player is Muhammad Salah, you know, that's, that, that's a thing to be proud of. That's even better, you know. It's a rallying cry. And I think it's beautiful. So I think, okay, for the people who've been listening, this has, I don't want you to think that this is a football conversation. This is a heritage conversation, right? I think we'd both agree that we're not really, we don't really care much about the fact that it's football. We're just using football as an example. As an example, yeah, as an example. Of, of something about being Arab in our generation is all about trying to find the right mix between our Arabness and our westernized set part, right? But you have to be careful and, not to lose your Arabness because most of the times, I, I think you, you can say the same, you can see the same thing in Tunisia. But in Egypt, a lot of like people who are even my age, but mostly younger, they don't even speak Arabic no more. You know, between them, like us, we're speaking English because English is is widely used more than Arabic for sure. But here, between like kids between them, you know, just speak English or French. I don't really like that because like you should be proud of you should you should be proud of your heritage, your language. You know, it's kind of sad. I think it's kind of sad. I think I think it is kind of sad, but I think also, like I said, we take the good and the bad, and part of the good is that we're kind of hopeful that um, you know I feel like 2020, me 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 and Yusuf, and we've been saying that a lot in this podcast that like this is a woke podcast, right? And this is a woke house household. I don't know if it's gonna be a woke woke podcast much. This is yeah, this is not really, but 2020 is very much so a year where you have to be woke. You have to be aware of societal changes right yeah obviously you can be that tone deaf or anything yeah exactly and as much as we've realized so many things about different cultures and different um as much as we've learned from different cultures and different ethnicities this year i feel like it would be 2021 should be the year we should start embracing our own culture a bit more right as we've seen more and more opportunity as we've had more opportunities now than ever to embrace them right because i feel like this decade the 2010s marked the entrance of the arab world into modern society right and as such we should uh, try to make that country proud and that we should try to make the arab world proud in general yeah obviously obviously, in my opinion you you live in england right now i live in paris my biggest goal in my in my life, like something I'd be proud of on my bed on my deathbed, if I use what I learned in the in foreign countries in Paris in my case, to benefit Egypt and the the Arabic world as a general, because we're we're the generation that's supposed to you know we're supposed to change change things, because no if you don't start with yourself you don't start like with your community and what you can do one by one. Like you have to start start by yourself. That's how you're gonna you're gonna change things. Absolutely, you know I think. Saying? Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I think that's a really beautiful closing statement, man. Um, honestly, this this conversation has been the biggest one eighty I've had in a while. Like we've switched from absolute fuckboy failure kind of conversation to a really well educated person. And I and I like that. I like that. I like that. Uh, it's a year of you know. 
this like, year's uh, been hard man this year's been hard yeah you yeah have time to reflect on yourself and your shortcomings you know it's yeah so. like, absolutely oh man i've had a lot of time to uh, to think about my shortcomings and that was a painful reality check reality yeah, it's, check, it's, it's but, hard it's hard like having to look in the mirror and like, see where you because know, it takes takes courage you know because it's easy to run away from your problems but being in the house on your own this, this is where you you have to face them you know yeah yes sir yes sir and i think it was um it was a great time to you know uh embrace you know your uh, yourself in a way that sounds so weird like it was it's it, it, it was it was a year of a lot of introspection and it was a year where you had to you know showcase a bit more depth of character and i think at the very least if there is anything i'm kind of proud of for this episode is that we you've shown a bit like we've went a bit past the bit of the whole fuckboy thing and we've shown a bit depth of character because my character, I enjoy- my character development is, is insane bro. yeah 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 we start we start we started the hour with you being absolutely a dislikable person (laughs) an unlikable like i would see i I could see why a couple of people would be like ah man this guy's an airhead but by the end of it (laughs) by the end of it like you've shown that maybe maybe you're not and i have have some deep deep thoughts to me you know yeah and that will be that might be good enough for girls to actually think that you might be worth it, and that's good enough for them to fall for that trap again. <laughs> anyway, man, I just want to thank you for coming on this podcast. Thank you for having me, bro. This is bad. a blessing. Hopefully, I'll have to. We'll uh, have you more than once. This is whatever you want. Just hit my line, bro. Yeah, you know where I am. Yeah, yeah. Plug your Insta if you want, man. No, no, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> For ladies, check out. He's actually a pretty handsome dude. No homo, but go Thank ahead. Thank you, bro. Thank you. All right, man. We'll leave it at that. You. you have a great day. Thank you to everyone who's listened. Thank I hope you, you had a great life. listen. And uh, peace.